What's happening, everyone? Welcome to episode three of the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast with me, Kyle Thompson, and Paul Rutter. So, firstly, we're going to go through basically what's happened in the past couple of days, and then we're going to go through your questions as well because. Um, we weren't expecting the amount of questions that we got as we just started up and everything. But um, I've got to say, like the the amount of support that we've that that have uh, that you've rallied around with is just absolutely unbelievable. Whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, or or, or Twitter, uh, you've sent your questions in, you've supported we, you've interacted with we, and you've really really got behind we. So thank thanks to the lot you's, um, Paul. Uh, with the last week and everything with the support. Were you expecting so many questions? Good as me. I think if we were expecting any questions, it would have been literally on every aspect of the uh, the circus that has blown into town over the past week. But yeah, truly taken back by all the questions. People taking time out of their busy days to send through questions literally every which way you can think of. It does mean a lot. We do care on every single interaction, comment, question you name it you send it through you take the time to interact in you know in, in our uh, new community that we've got here uh, and we do appreciate everything and that is genuinely appreciated all um i know we've got feedback as well from people that we've met in amongst our normal daily lives doing this um and lots of good positive stuff uh, people from across political divides that we wouldn't uh, have normally uh, crossed have reached out and said some very very kind things put some suggestions in there for us some critiques uh, so all of that good stuff has been um, really really well taken on board we are changing things we are bringing new things uh, on intros and little um, suggestions here and there but looking forward to going through all the questions that you've sent in we've had to whittle uh, a few down combine a few uh, which were similar type ones, but uh, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to it. I I want this to be a bit more of a positive podcast because if you listen to episode two, which is on which is on Spotify and all uh, all, all podcast um, websites and stuff, um, the last one was a pretty negative one because we're literally two hours gone from the the the, the takeover news, and we'll get into the, the the stuff with what's happened since, but really angry that day honestly i was so deflated i didn't want to do a podcast i just wanted to sit in bed <laughs> and, and sleep and just try and uh, sleep it away but i well, did the podcast and i got a lot off my chest that day and i just it's kind it's kind of not went away this one um i mean paul the the petition which is going to be in the description if you're listening to this podcast and you you don't know what the petition is uh, uh, please sign it it's got over seventy thousand as we as we record now um, we're trying to get to a hundred thousand. Uh, every known Twitter account is pushing it. And UFC three hundred and sixty, Gallagher shots. Um, all the big wigs on on Twitter have pushed it towards the likes of Rob Lee, Robbie Elliott, um, Tino Asprilla, and now the national media are picking it up as well. And um, the Guardian and the Independent have um, made reports of it today. And the BBCs of a couple of hours ago. Finally. Yeah, it's it, it, it hit their radar now, so it's getting pretty big. Uh, Premier League is corrupt. It's trended on Twitter the past two days. Um, every Premier League, every Premier League tweet is getting bombarded with corruption. <laughs> um, and like, I'm I'm relatively new to NUFC Twitter, and I've been told it's been a toxic place for quite a while. But 
this is the most united I've seen the fan base about anything. And um, a credit to them because we've really got behind the, the, the like what Amanda Stavely said a couple of days ago. If we want change, we need to implement it and make it ours now. And Paul, how 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 good is it to see the fans actually unite about something forwards? Because it's usually where each other's throats, isn't it? It is, and I've said before in uh, previous guises that uh, social media isn't a barometer for public opinion, but uh, the reaction that um, you know this this has generated, I think Amanda Stavely's really hit the you know the the nail on the head. She's pulled at the heartstrings. She's managed to do something that not anybody else has managed to do. True, Jordy's mentioned it umpteen times about uniting a fragmented uh, Newcastle United supporters base. Um, and that she has done, and I commend everybody. Like I say, crossing all divides, it doesn't matter. We all support the same team. We're all passionate about the same thing. You know, it puts everything else into perspective. It's the biggest thing that's happened to Newcastle United in ages, and this could set the the the, uh, the direction and the course for the next ten or twenty years. Um, and uh, you know, I've seen people who aren't on social media. You know, take this. Um, you know, take this to people who have no access to PCs, no access to computers, uh, to to you know to engage the entire fan base and getting people to put their name on it, uh, so that there's no corner or no stone that's been left unturned. You know what I mean? Because obviously, not everybody has access to Twitter and Facebook and the likes, uh, but yes, people are getting out there and really, really, really just trying. It's like a it's like a general election or something like that. There's people on the doorsteps. You know, I've been up to the town. People are asking me about stuff. Um, you know, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that. How, how how can I access? How can I make a difference? How can I get my name, um, you know, included? And I do implore anybody else who's got it, who hasn't done it, it takes literally a minute, two minutes maximum. Yeah. And if you've got relatives... Uh, you know, aunts, uncles, uh, parents, grandparents, no matter what, they may not have access. So go around, take your phone round, take a laptop round, uh, you know, ask for their permission to be able to sign up. Whatever it takes, let's get it to this 100,000 uh, and let's get the the, uh, the debate going to the highest, you know, powers in this country. I mean, we've, we've tweeted, I mean, I've tweeted Boris Johnson, I've emailed my local MP, I've emailed the Premier League, um, you know, you, you get onto Twitter and you've been hitting um, Premier League is corrupt, pictures here, there, taking over the Premier League's, um, you know, social media stuff, and um, you, you've got to, You've it, it is such a massive, you know, directional shift we could be going on, we could have another several years of Mike Ashley, it was going to be a reluctant owner. Key's already posted through the door. Lee Chandler left to get on with it and Steve Bruce. Or we could be on a huge um, wave of potential, not only for Newcastle, though, Kyle, for the entire area. Because you, yeah. you talk about regeneration, and, th- and this is why if we can get it up to, say, Boris Johnson and co., this could be hundreds of millions of pounds spent on this region which has been abandoned for so, so long yeah. without a penny to the taxpayer. You think of the difference that that could make to this region. So all the Sunderland supporters getting excited with the little wank socks out and stuff like that, put them away, 
use it on a different subject because this isn't just about Newcastle getting taken over. It's about the entire region. Go and look at what Richard uh, Weamouth said, who's in charge of regeneration up here. And he said it could be transfer the transformation that could be uh, happening around this entire region uh, could be unbelievable. So just don't don't you know waste the opportunity. If you if you know somebody who's a Rangers fan, get them involved. Wigan are in the mire at the moment. Get them involved. All about ownership. All about empowering fans. All about improving the area that we live in and improving Newcastle United and the football. Uh, and the youth facilities and, you know, for kids coming through in the future. It's all about this huge tidal wave. It isn't just about signing players of the top quality and, and, and top draw. So I please, I implore everybody to not give up and not let off. We're certainly not. Mm. And from everything I'm seeing and stuff around on social media, other people aren't and they're really, really, really attacking this like never, ever before. And I think it is credit to Amanda Stavely. Absolutely, mate. I mean, there's two people I want to, uh, before I mention it, um, the the council have actually um, asked the Premier League for answers as well, NUST, NUST. Um, Amanda Stavely spoke with them in the past couple of days and she's urged people to join NUST, NUST. Um, as it's recognised by the Premier League as one of the major fan groups for Newcastle United. So if you're not a part of uh, NUST, it's a pound to join. Uh, the links will be in the description for them as well. So um, if you can if you can give up a pound and, and join uh, NUST for the season and get them numbers as high as we can so we can be recognised in, in the best light possible because we want answers. We're not going away until we get answers. So Premier League, we're not going away. We're going to find yourself what you've done. And uh, yeah, we're going to fight for we're going to fight for a football club and fight for the takeover. And speaking of fighting for the football club and takeover, at Hadaway man, um, Tyler went down to London <laughs> and he's been and he's been outside the the Premier League uh, headquarters and he's been at receptions and he's been asking and he's been banging on the door asking to speak to Richard Masters and they had to smuggle him out of Premier League headquarters. Now. That's such it's such a brilliant thing from a man just to take time out of his day, especially with all this COVID shit going on, and going down and asking for some answers. I mean, we're we're miles away. Um obviously I'm in the north northeast of England, Joe and spending more north of England. Um he's went all the way down. If there's any London based Newcastle fans, go and join this lad, honestly. If you can take the procedures of uh, social distancing and wearing a mask and all that stuff go and join the bloke honestly because there was three exits to smuggle out even if we've got three Geordies one will get an answer and one will meet him at the door do you know what I mean so uh, fa- fantastic by Thailand keep keep updated lad honestly you're doing a fantastic job but um, uh, he seems right, like before... a great lad doesn't he seems like a great he... lad he, he's been down to Westminster today as well to see if he can see any politicians kicking about he's been to the Premier League uh, but yeah, they're treading with a little bit of um, a little bit of dis- disdain at the end. I didn't like that last video that he put on. Um, I think they've given him the runaround. But yeah, certainly anybody who's in the local area, London Magpies, out like that, get down, support the lad. We need to be doing everything we can. He's going to be there all week. Kyle, I think he said, um, just just trying desperately to get words because I mean these lot are tighter than the duck's ass. You know what I mean? So yeah. anything at all. Um, but yeah, fantastic. And he's you know taking the time out again to interact with everybody, 
you know, in the community, regardless to wherever, you know, what hashtag you're under, what channel you're under, uh, top, top, top lad. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Total hero. Um, taking time out of his day and that, and to, to go down there and fight for the cause. Fantastic, mate. Proper legend. Uh, drop my follow on Twitter as well, at Haraway, man, if you don't follow him. Uh, he's got some brilliant videos uh, regarding this situation down uh, and uh, onto his trip to London. But um, before we get into the questions, there was a, the, there's a listener that I want to shout out. Uh, Thomas Nielsen, um, a fan from Denmark. This lad messaged in. Um, he's followed he's followed me and Paul's journey for quite a while uh, from from like Newcastle fans TV and stuff. And uh, he was he he sent me a lovely message the other day. Um, so I just wanted to shout him out um, because he, he really he really like he he really got emotional about the the the, the second podcast because we we were really upset about doing it, but made it all worth doing the podcast and all worth making magpie 24 7 because that's what we're about we're about community as much as it is ours it is your podcast as well so if there's anything you just want to message with message in about or if you if you've got critiques where we could be better or, or whatever what what's ours on magpie 24 7 is very much yours as well but uh, thomas lad even though you're from denmark it doesn't make a difference it makes it makes you just as much as a geordie as we are um because whether it's um beliefs religion skin color uh, sexuality regardless of anything that could potentially make someone different when you support newcastle united you're united by one you're united as one as a newcastle uh, in the newcastle fan base so you're just as much as jory as we are mate and shout out to you mate and i hope you keep listening to it and i hope you keep sticking with it because the podcasts are going to keep on coming for the foreseeable future so uh cheers mate you, you yeah you, uh, your comments really touched with, uh, but we'll, um, if there's any input you want to give, Paul, to, to Thomas. Yeah, to no, it, it was just, it was a fantastic, we won't go into the full details, because obviously it was a very personal and emotional uh, message, but we do respond to every single message that we get. We don't hide from, you know, anything at all, so good, bad, different, you know, critiquing, uh, suggestions, anything. If you message through, we will get back to you. If you comment, we always try to re-comment back to you. But that message in particular, because of the journey that we've been on uh, and everything about sort of gambling on ourselves and everything like that, um, it really touched a nerve at a, at a time when we were both having very, very emotion, you know, emotional with what had gone on previously. Yeah. It was a fantastic message. Um, and it just goes to show you how important this football club is to everybody connected to it and why this situation with the takeover needs to be sorted out by the Premier League you're messing and, and you're affecting people's lives you know what I mean oh, yeah. that we're all so passionate about so that you know come on Premier League what we want is a bit of transparency a bit of openness and what we want is to be able to get things back to the uh, negotiating table ultimately to get this takeover done because we all want this Saudi deal to be to be approved seller yeah. buyer fans everybody united 97% approval rate in the poll that's been taken out but yeah, yeah fantastic fantastic message and uh, it picked us up a little bit i think after the heartbreaking uh, you know situation with the takeover and having to do that second podcast so soon and so raw as it was afterwards it did i think it picked us up and uh, you know, it, it was it was nice. It was perfectly perfectly timed. So thank you. 
Yeah, cheers, Thomas, mate. And we'll uh, we'll get into the questions now. We've got thirteen in total, um, and we're going to start with the first one from. Um, if I get your name wrong, I do apologise, but it's from Jim Werdenoik. Werdenoik. I don't know if that's right, but if it's wrong, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm not going to sit and take the piss out your second name. It's don't worry. Le- no, but... it's le- legendary that legendary. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be good. What... It would be good at Scrabble as well, you know, Kyle. <laughs> it's a uh, it's 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 um it's a good question jim's sent in though and um, what type of content are you planning to provide what will separate you from the other nufc content creators such as your previous partnership uh, the magpie channel sharky etc etc okay jim um the the main bit we're looking to separate is being on spotify for a start and um, there's a question later down from from someone on twitter regarding now we're going to be on youtube we're not looking looking to be a present. Um, we don't want to because the way I see it, there's a lot of a lot of YouTubers on on YouTube regard regarding NUFC and all that. I think there's like thirteen or fourteen creators would have to would have to compete with on a daily on a weekly basis, and it's not it's not about competing because we're more about a, a community standpoint. But I feel it plays to our strengths a little bit better because Paul can talk for England and I can talk for England as well. So I think podcast just made perfect sense means we can just set up set up our laptops connect to the various app we need to do or skype or whatever it may be and just chat shit for two hours and record it because the way with the way me and paul look at it is if we weren't talking on here we'd just message each other on voice notes like this all week do you know what I mean? and, and, that, and that's basically what we'd say so like if anything it's more of a it's it's a social thing for me and paul but we'll record it basically um how it'll how we can stand out i think the way the way we'll try to stand out is be just trying to be open with everybody as fellow fans. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, the, not to say that there's channels and and fan like fan groups that are like that because there is. There's loads, but we're going to try and get amongst it and just be Newcastle fan. Just try and be Newcastle fans. But like, if you enjoy it, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. But it's just it's just rubbing shoulders with everybody and trying to just be a part of the community with it. But I, I mean, I, I don't know if that answers the question or, well or not, but um, yeah, mate, it's just trying to trying as best we can to, to to just be a part of the community. What do you think, Paul? Can you answer it better than yeah. me? <laughs> no, I think you answered it well. I mean, at the end of the day, the YouTube NUFC uh, scene is is quite saturated. There are different uh, you know types of channels and people on there for different tastes, and I think. You know, it's well catered for, well supplied for. So different channels appeal maybe to different people, um, different demographics and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, yours truly, certainly, I think I've got a face for uh, for, for audio recording. Um, <laughs> you know, being, being, uh, being honest and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's, again, I think with podcasts and stuff, it's something that isn't as, quite frankly, as, as heavily saturated um out there and i think for us the thing that makes us unique uh, certainly if you've heard or seen us before uh, previously it is there's there's no bullshit there's no wrapping it up in a fancy bow there's no holding back there's no filter if we think it we'll say it and we'll back it up with our opinions um and then we'll most happily talk about it and, and banter about it and get into the you know community and discuss that even further you know, there is no holding back. And I think that does separate us from uh, other people, how strongly opinionated we are. There's no creosote smell around here. 
There's no fence sitting. There's no playing it safe. There's no trying to appease people at the club in order to get onto where, you know, fans forums or anything like that. Um, you, know, you know, what 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 it says on the tin is what we're all about. So, uh, yeah, we'll always speak very, very strongly. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a brand new adventure. It's something different for us. We haven't been on podcasts and that side of stuff before, so it gives us something new to get our teeth into. And certainly by the numbers that have uh, logged on and listened so far, that's very, very encouraging. We thank you for all of that as, as well. So I hope, again, that from my side explains it all. There's no fallout. There's no beef. Um, there's tons of good quality YouTube content out there from loads of different sources. You all know who they are. Uh, but this gives us a fresh direction to be able to sail into and uh, to, to, to build it up, which is obviously what we're trying to do. Ah, indeed, mate. Well, I hope we've answered your question, Jim, um, with that one. But we'll crack on straight to the next question by Thomas. And he sent two questions in. The first of them being, um, do you think the takeover will um, go through by the start of the season? Well, Thomas, unfortunately, there's been a couple of things in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll, maybe the Premier League can change the, the, the insult, uh, change their mind and sort the shit out. But it's it's a long way off, mate, especially with how much pressure we've put on them so far to get them back talking again but uh it's i see this one going on for a long 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 time uh with the what do you think about chopper's comments about getting the cans out the out of the bin and putting them back in the fridge and have a bit of uh, faith i mean if you're taking cans out the bin and putting them back in the fridge you're a bit of a tramp like because they've been the bin Ah. just go and buy new ones (laughs) (laughs) they're already they're already a couple i know know. know. especially the way the deal have been on but uh, uh, exactly. But um, no, it's it's uh, with Chopper with the Saudis. He's never really got anything wrong. He got he got a lot of shit in November last year when he said there's a Saudi consortium in, interested in Newcastle. Like shut up, Chopper. You're talking shit. But uh, he turned out to be right in Yawar. But yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's up to the Premier League at the end of the day. The Rubens brothers have said they'd be interested in sorting it out. Uh, Steve, these uh, said to NUST, she said in a statement and she spoke to the Newcastle Council um, that everything is in place to go back on. Mike Ashley has showed displeasure at the deal falling through, so all parties really have said this deal can go back on. It's just up to the Premier League and mm-hmm. tell them to stop they, being so They even had players lined up, Kyle, you know, who, who, the, who they might be interested in. Uh, yeah. So that goes to show you the level of detailed planning that has been done. You know, we've raised eyebrows a couple of times when they've said, oh, they've had uh, Skype meetings about planning and this, that and the other. They are ready to go. They're like a coiled spring. Uh, the only issue, the only flying the ointment is those absolute galahs down at the Premier League uh, who are um, letting personal feelings and uh, prejudices and all this sort of thing creep in. So it is yeah. just a case of getting them Back on back on side. Um, I think Mike Ashley now is more than a willing seller, um, and I've no doubt he's got his his uh, legal team around it like flies around shit. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He needs the money. He wants the money. He needs to be able to reinvest that car at the end of the day. Um, and in business terms, I don't think he's somebody to um, to fuck around with. To be honest, you know he's clearly got quite cutthroat on a business sense. Um, 
So let's let's think fingers crossed. But I think it's very optimistic to think it would go through before the new season. I think we'll be going into the new season with uh, Penfold running day to day photocopying, yeah. uh, you know, uh, paper, and um, you've got Steve Bruce in charge of um, coaching the players and stuff like that. And it's it's going to be making the best out of a bad situation. Unfortunately, hopefully somewhere into the season we will get the answers that we want and we deserve. Yeah, 100%. And the, the second question that you asked was, um, what areas do you think we need to strengthen over the transfer window and who do, who, do, who do we think we should bring in realistically? With the takeover being the way it is, Thomas, it's a, it's a bit of a sad one because we don't know how much my Ashley's willing to spend. Uh, even if the best happens and the Premier League start talking to the uh, to the consortium again, we're not going to get anything done this transfer window. Um, it's pro- it's good. I think it's that long haul. We're probably looking into the new year now, uh, before anything gets gets looked at. But um, for me, realistic signings. I think you're looking at free agents like Sir Ryan Fraser and and like those type of players, or even loanees if we can. But for me, I think the main positions we need to address is right back and centre forward, AI and centre midfield. So if we can find a player decent in those three positions, I think we'll be good enough to stay up. Because at right back, we're very poor. Manquil had an okay couple of games, but still um, only a second choice right back for me. Centre midfield, if the same bent I'm going to go on a two-hour podcast ranting about how shit he is. Um, especially given how the way Matty Longstaff's being trapped. Um, so anyone else in midfield, please. I mean, I'm available. I'll, I can put my number on... Um, I'll email you my number if you just want to get put me in midfield. I can pick a pass better than fucking Bentaleb. Actually, um, any twenty nine, any twenty nine. If you want to keep the any twenty nine in the midfield, give us a call. But um, I'd rather use one for Matty. I'm not going to lie. But um, uh, in terms of wingers as well, strength and depth is a t- is a tough one because you look after like after Almiron, after Ansel Maximin, after all that. You need some depth, and I think Ryan Fraser is is a brilliant footballer, so direct, uh, brilliant at crossing the ball, and I think him with Miggy and uh, Alan St. Maximum would be actually unbelievable. So I think he'd be a decent signing, and I think in terms of a um, in terms of a striker, anyone, anyone will do. I think Jolton and needs some help. <laughs> a, a, a certain Venezuelan who plays in China might be <laughs> might be able to help. But um, I've got a picture of him on my wall, actually, still. And he, um, he needs to join so that, that that can become relevant again. I've got uh, shirts with him on the back of the back of the kit and everything. Man, I love that bloke. He needs to come back just for me. Not anybody else, not because we're centre-forward <laughs> situation shit. It's just for me, OK? But, um, yeah, uh, someone like a Rondon would be fantastic at uh, leading the line for us. But um, it's with the way the takeover situation is at the minute, mate. Uh, I'd be surprised if we brought any more than two players in, and that even then they'd be loan deals. But um, Paul, who do you reckon? Do you, do you got any realistic targets you would like to go for? Well, I agree with what you're saying with the positions. I would like to see left back looked at as well. Uh, so I'd bring Jethro Williams back in. I wouldn't touch Danny Rose with a badge ball. He can go back to Spurs and play in front of their uh, fans when they're allowed back in. Um, 
right back, uh, the lad from Norwich, is it? Um, Aaron's, Max Aaron's. Yeah, Max Aaron's. He looks decent. He's got a mortar. He can get up and down. Uh, so I think he would be definitely worth it. Again, it's just going to come down to money. In the middle, yeah, if Bentlev comes in, then he needs shipping out to uh, Spenny Town or something like that straight away. Uh, he was absolutely shocking. He's a midfielder who can't tackle, who doesn't have really a good range of passing. Uh, he's basically all he is. He can't score. He's just a, an, another body. So, yes, we need a, a midfielder in. That's the the difficult one for me. I agree with, with what you said with regards to wingers. Up top, uh, Callum Wilson, I think, is definitely a, a, an option, a possibility. Um, he's going to be desperate now, what, 28 years old, uh, but he's got aspirations to be in the England squad. So, I think he would be perfect uh, up at Newcastle. Obviously, Solomon Rondong, that big, beautiful bastard, getting him back in would be a no-brainer. We shouldn't have let him go, Kyle, because he no. could have been a mentor to uh, Joe Linton. No doubt about it. I think we'll have departures going out. I'd let go of the likes of uh, Yedlin, Christian Atsu, look to save as much wage, uh, wage budget as possible. Um, you have got Fabian Cher, who hopefully will come back nice, fit and strong, who yes. can play as a central midfielder if necessary but I'm not 100% convinced based upon what I saw towards the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, a midfielder, it's, go- it's going to be shopping around in the bargain uh, bucket again, isn't it? We've got £35 million to spend, but we don't know whether that includes wage budget uh, or is it just purely on transfer fees. Uh, but I think, yeah, Jeffrey Williams, um, Aaron's the uh, the right back, um, a Rondon or a, or a Wilson, because I think we need at least two up top because the, the team lacks goals. Uh, you know, I think we, we've got plenty of like nippy, creative little players in there, but we could do with an extra player in the midfield because you're going to have Hayden, you're going to have um, Sean Longstaff, you're going to have John Joe Shelby who can play in there. Um, I mean, do we give Dan uh, Barlaser a, a run in pre-season and maybe see how he goes? I've spoke to lads who've seen him down at Rotherham, obviously with my connections down there, and they were absolutely saying that he's well above League One standard. Uh, he'd be a good championship player and maybe a decent Premier League uh, player if given a chance and a run. So there's a possibility that Dan uh, Barlazek, he, he comes in yeah. and he tries to stake a claim. And if he isn't doing it come January, then he's loaned out to a championship club and we look to bring somebody in with the next set of Premier League money, which will drop in at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of next year. So they're, they're all options uh, that I think we could uh, look at. We've been linked with Josh King as well. As, um, yeah, but again, obviously, he's going to cost what 15 to 20 million pounds. You, 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 you'd shadow a, a guess at, and uh, the lad who used to be at uh, Burnley as well, who was on a free transfer, the Irish lad, um, uh, Jeff Hendricks, Jeff Hendricks, oh. that's the one. But I, from what I've seen of him, when I've done a little bit of digging on him. I haven't exactly been blown away. I think he's Bentlev's uh, brother or another mother or something like that. <laughs> it's not very good, like. He's, he's, had, he's had a bit of a knack of scoring past Newcastle in the past couple of seasons, but other than that, I don't see much of him. He, he's a typical tenacious midfielder. He just runs. Um, maybe it's better than Bentlev, but so... Yeah, probably. My grand's better than Bentlev, though. He's been in the ground. He's been in the ground for a few years. Uh, bless, bless us all. <laughs> God's sake, man. Um, but I've I've lost my trailer for. I mean, would you would you um, trade Dwight Gale to try and get um, Callum Wilson in? 
Because I think Dwight had a good end of the season. I still think his future is away from Newcastle United. But I think if we were to trade him in, I mean, if, if he was a second-choice striker, I wouldn't be against it because he's proven he can score goals with the right amount of service. He's missed a couple of sitters, mind. But um, for me personally, I think if we could uh, trade Gale and get Colin Wilson up here, I think that would be an excellent signing for Newcastle. Well, because there's a number nine ready. <laughs> you certainly make him sound like a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Trade him in. <laughs> Get a part next on him. Um, but well, lad. I mean, to be fair, when he's coming at the end of the season, I mean, I know I've criticised him before, uh, and he and he and they all saying I like his I like his little chant. That he'll always score goals, but he'll always miss chances. Should be the probably the the what what we're singing about him. Um, you know, if he'd have scored at the same rate at the end of the season that. Uh, the rest of the season before the pandemic, uh, he'd have been above 10. He'd have probably been like somewhere between 12 and 15 goals, which is good. Yeah. But the trouble, is, the trouble is, he's in the doctors more than my mother's in the doctors. Um, and he's constantly got like aches, strains, pulls, complaints. And our medical department, from some of the lads, I know somebody who's pally with the medical team up at uh, Newcastle. And they say it's it's... A lot of the time, it's like he'll complain about something. They'll do a scan. They'll do another scan. They'll send him away for something. There's nothing there. And it's like psychological with him. And I just, I think, you know, he's done decent at the end of the season. But I don't think he can do it week in, week out in the Premier League. He's on decent money. So, yeah, ship him off down to where uh, to Bournemouth. That's going to help them get out of that league. And we're going to get a ready-made replacement in uh, Callum William, you know, uh, Callum Wilson. And, um, yeah, he's going to guarantee you, you'd imagine, a lot more goals than, than Dwight Gale. You can <laughs> also have still Joe Linton, who we can't get rid of. Let's face it, before everybody says, oh, he's, he's dog crap and he's this and he's that. You know, I think we have to judge him after the second season. Uh, and Because if we sell him now, we ain't getting 40 million quid for him. Uh, and we yeah. haven't got enough money to go around. So um, then you've got Andy Carroll as well, the striker who doesn't score goals, but everybody seems to to love him. I know he can make an influence with regards to assists and stuff. But I think if you can put Callum Wilson's goals in, that probably replaces a you know a lot of the goals that Rondon leaving, um, you know, previously. Um, and then you just start, start looking for I always say Perez has goals to be covered. Um, yeah. So that's why that midfield recruitment has to be key because as a midfield do we score enough goals and I would say that we simply don't we haven't got the legs and the goals in midfield and um, we've got some good midfielders but scratch past the service and, and we could be uh, we could be in, in trouble but again signing Jeffrey Williams maybe getting him back on loan given his injury issues and I think he'd, he'd pop up with some goals you know his wing play and his work and his partnership with ASM so a couple of decent, clever signings, um, and it could really, really unlock things for us. You know, if, if we had, I mean, look at Southampton; they've got a goal scorer in the team, and that's the difference between staying up comfortably and and not. Yeah. So um, you know, based upon the likes of Burnley and stuff like that, Sheffield United, they're finished above us. So we don't need major, major work to the team, but we definitely need some good goals pumping into it. Yeah, for sure. I think Wilson should be our top target, to be honest. And if it means Dwight Gale has to go down the south coast and play in the championship next season, I, I, I wouldn't be against it, if I'm honest. 
But I hope that answers your question, Thomas, just for sending it in. If you want to set, uh, we're, we're going to do this every now and then with questions. So if you want to send another one for the, another one in for the next time, just uh, send it in on my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever it may be. But uh, our next one's from Lindsay Brown. Um, it is, who was the one player you would get rid of and who was the one player you would bring in, albeit loan, uh, no doubt due to the takeover situation? Just send your question, Lindsay. Me personally, if I, if there was one player I could get rid of, it would be Bentaleb. Um, so I he's, I wouldn't activate the the eight point five million uh, activation yeah. clause that we've got for him in his deal. Um, no way. Uh, but if it's a player in the current squad you would like us to get rid of, then I will go with Christian Atsu because uh, I think he should have been let go. Uh, in January, when he was being offered out on loan and he refused to stay to fight for his place, I'll bring in Ryan Fraser um, as a replacement for Christian Atsu because even if Fraser doesn't play every week, he'd be perfect off the bench. Um, and he's a capable starter as well for Newcastle. But um, yeah, for me, for me, Bentaleb not coming back would be my get rid of and bringing Ryan Fraser or Callum Wilson level player. Just raid Bournemouth, basically. Uh, that's where we're going with it. But uh, Paul, who's your um, one to sign and one to get rid of? Well, I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it 10 times, 100 times. Christian Atsu is not a Premier League uh, footballer. He's not a championship footballer in my book. He really, really isn't. He's a lovely lad. He does great deals of charity work and stuff like that. But being a lovely lad and doing charity work doesn't create you the assists we need, doesn't create you the workhorse we need, doesn't create you the goals that we need for the football team. So Christian Atsu, I'm sorry, he should have been got rid of a long, long time ago. I'm not, by the way, for those people saying, oh, Henri Savé, Henri Savé. Yeah, that, that's, that's just, it's, it's as obvious as the day is long. You know what I mean? About players like him, they're just leeches like the likes of Lazar and stuff but certainly the, the player who's in the first team scene who I would get rid of pretty much straight away would be Christian Atsu um, and players to bring in like you said Raid Bournemouth they've got some good good players but uh, we need goals so Callum Wilson straight away yeah great answer mate it's, uh, it's one I wouldn't be against as we spoke about before but uh, just for sending your question in Lindsay um, but I one a question from Richard now. Uh, how are the club going to assess which, fa which fans get to go to home games in October with approximately just 17,000 out of the 52,000 uh, that can attend to start with? Um, I'm not sure, mate, be, in all honesty. Um, Bald is beautiful. Way... What, sorry? Bald is beautiful. <laughs> if you're bald, then you should be able to get in. Feel sorry. I, 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 I've got hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wear like a shower cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mate if it gets us in the ground I'll be getting the number one straight out of the top believe me but um, oh, no, I, 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 to, to be honest with you Richard I don't know how, how they're going to do it I might go off loyalty points they might go off who's had a season ticket the longest because um, there was over 26,000 season tickets sold last season I don't know how given uh, protest Arsenal and stuff but like yeah, I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna go about that. They might just go eeny meeny miny more kind of some like, do you know what I mean? I don't know how the, how they'll do it, but um, 
If yeah. it's Lee Charney, it will be. That'll be it. He can't <laughs> think of something complicated. First of all, I'd like to know this Richard who's messaging it. Isn't this a Richard Masters? Because I've sent him a few emails recently and he hasn't responded to me yet, you know, Kyle. And uh, I've, I've tried to be as informative and as educational as possible on my emails I've sent to him. Uh, and second of all, if it's down to Lee Charney, yeah, you might as well just pull straws because, like I say, <laughs> the man's a clueless buffoon. Uh, and the saying about the best part of, part of him dribbling down his mother's ass was designed for Lee Charney. His own wife doesn't like him. So <laughs> if it's down to him, who's coming in that who's coming in that ground and who isn't? Um, goodness knows how they're going to do it. It'll be some sort of tombola or something like that, won't it? Uh, because um, you can just see everybody's name getting put into the paddling pool, obviously not filled up, uh, or one of the wheelie bins at the training ground, and then they just pick somebody's name out. And they'll be like, pulled out. <laughs> if it was my name, you'd probably put it back in. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, isn't it? At, at a third capacity. I mean, I know I saw um Rennie from um Magpie Channel on Sky Sports. He did a fantastic job apart from getting the name uh wrong, speaking to Sky Sports. Um and he was saying, you know, if um this takeover doesn't go through. You won't have a problem. You might as well play behind closed doors because nobody will, will, will uh, want to go in. But there still will be, uh, you would imagine, um, yeah. would be lots of people. So it's going to be very, very difficult for the club and they'll have to look at uh, disabilities and all this sort of thing and be inclusive to have everybody covered. But I, I, I don't think for a second it's going to be an easy process for the club. I mean... Uh, mining your season ticket uh, refund money for last season still hasn't come through, you know. Um, <laughs> and you know the season kicks off again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. So it's not exactly a club renowned for thinking outside the box and doing things proactively uh, and, and well. So um, yeah, not an idea how they're going to sort this uh, this mess out. Uh, well, I hope that answers the question, Richard. Just to be clear, Paul, it's Richard Morris, not Masters. Morris <laughs> will be clear. Right. But um, <laughs> but um, the next one's from uh, Stephen Woodhouse, and he says, which uh, one position would make most difference to the team? I think we've answered this from the question from Lindsay, to be honest, in saying that. Need a striker, score them, because uh, we need Both. goals in the team. I mean, top goal scorer had six goals this season from John Joe. Uh, that's the lowest in our history. Uh, for a goal scorer, so yep, I would say a goal scorer straight away, mate. Um, I haven't, just re- a quick haven't replaced Perez, have we? Haven't replaced Perez, haven't replaced Rondon's goals in that team. And you can slag off Perez as much as people want, stick your fingers in your ears, and all that sort of thing. But he did score, he did score goals, so um, yeah, goals we goals win games. We, we draw too many games, Kyle. We draw too many. Yeah, that's for damn sure. So I'd say centre forward, Stephen. Cheers for sending your question in. Uh, this I one's do. from this one's from this another second name that I might get wrong. So I do apologise in advance. But this is from Joel Ray Talentire. That might I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's wrong. But if I've got it right, um, brownie points to me. Uh, would you sell Joel and and who would you look in look look to bring in to replace him? So I think he's already anticipated what we're going to say regarding Joel. But uh, for me, I would. I, I I wouldn't sell Joel because I think it's unfair to, to sell him on the basis of his first season in English football and all that stuff. Uh, we'll probably go in more in depth in this one and we'll keep our sell videos slash season, well, player ratings slash keep our sell type podcast that we're going to do next week or later this week. Um, but 
I would give him a chance next season just to see if he can improve because he said he said he wants to improve next season in front of the Newcastle farm base and stuff. So I would look to keep him. But if the second season doesn't work out and we'll have to replace him, I would go and get an experienced head like uh, like a Josh King or like a Callum Wilson or even push the ball out and try and get a Danny Ings or something like that. Someone that can just score goals, a reliable head that can uh, that can definitely do that. Uh, what do you reckon, Paul? Would you sell Joe Linton? I wouldn't know because you're not going to get literally a fiver back are you at, at this stage of the game. We have overpaid. That's not his, his problem. And we do, historically, as a fan base, judge foreign players coming into the team far too quickly. Look at Flor- uh, Florian uh, Tovan and the yeah. likes who come in, um, you know, young lads coming into a strange, different culture. Um, and then all of a sudden they don't hit the ground running. So we get rid, and then we see them. And look at we've done it for years. I mean, look at Yondal Thomason. There's another example. Just come straight to the top of my head. You know, there's there's players who come here a vilify, but then do great things elsewhere and go on to to, to, to better things. And there's people who've been born a lot closer to the area who come in and have not done as well, and then gone on to better things. Um, but yeah, I think he needs another season. I think he needs somebody like a mentor. He's only a young lad. Uh, to be able to learn the tricks of the trade-off. I think he would have been better this season if he'd have come in with a Solomon Rondon or somebody like that uh, to, to sort of buddy them up, to mentor them um, and sort of teach them how the game is different in, in, in this country. But he's come from Brazil to Germany, then Germany through to England and into the North East. And it's... It has to be a culture shock. I mean, I, I, I wish sometimes that people would have more word in his ears. I mean, like, dying your head red when you're going to be playing Liverpool in the last game of the season. It's a bit daft and a bit stupid. Um, but if you've saw, seen him before playing in Germany, he's not a striker as such. He needs extra bodies up top to be able to play off. And he, he looked decent in Germany. He just didn't look like a, a, like a, a typical number nine hard work and you know striker up there a la a Shearer or a Ferdinand uh, you know the, the, the likes of that um, he's, he's a different different type so I think if we get him the support up top and we just introduce him slowly so like we just needed him this season every single game because we had nobody else because Dwight Gill was constantly injured Carroll constantly injured and Mutu uh, had been caught uh, along with Keith Ladd doing things that he shouldn't be do you know what I mean? Um, he was just like ostracised and I don't know, was, was he caught with Mrs. Bruce? Did he nick some of Steve Bruce's uh, kebab? I, I don't understand why Mutu wasn't given a bit more of a chance, but just like Mutu isn't a main striker, Joe Linton isn't. So the recruitment yeah. has to be right around these players. But let's give him another season. Let's support the lad. As soon as he crosses the white line, you can crit- critique him beforehand. You can take the make. You can do what you know you want. You pay your money. You 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 can do what you want. But when they cross the white line, we've got to support the lad and encourage yeah. him. And let's see if there's a player under there because forty million pound, you've got to be pretty certain that there's going to be a player under there. Uh, yeah, but sure. yeah. It's, um, one more season, and if if it doesn't work, then we have to sell him, and we probably take a thirty million pound hit. So would you look to replace him with Callum Wilson? Callum Wilson, I think he's the standout uh, person because I think goal scorers, there's so few and far between. We haven't got the time 
and we, we can't keep risking Carl bringing in foreign imports. Let's get somebody who's proven in the Premier League who can yeah. score goals, and we know that for definite because they've been decent. Um, so, yeah, Callum Wilson, uh, most definitely uh, would be my uh, choice. Danny Ings would have been great. We said Danny Ings at the time. Charlie as well. You know, we said all these names before. They weren't taken up on, but sometimes you've just got to say, look, we need proven quality. We can't afford to take a risk because goals win your games. Without goal scorers in your team, you're putting a major pressure on your defence and keeper to not, you know, to not concede and, and yeah. to score set pieces and stuff. And let's be honest, Carl, we don't want another season of the football that we've that we've had previously, yeah. do we? As well, because that's been an absolute uh, shower of shit at times. Um, even the great games like the, the two-two at Everton, we only played good for what sixty seconds. You were ninety-three <laughs> minutes with shit. Absolutely, <laughs> still nicked a point. We Tiny arms. So yeah, we, we do. We need goals because goodness me, it's going to get to the stage where we have to play Florian Lejeune up, up top all the time. It got to the stage during that game. Did we have about four or five defenders on the bench, and we were just bringing oh, on yeah. defenders everywhere? <laughs> it was like what? And then What's at the end of on? the season, we we'll had to we we'll had to play. Um, oh, who we'll, we'll I think it was Andy Carroll looking to play centre back. We had to bring in the Ben, Callan Watson, that, and just shows how many injuries we've had throughout the season. But yeah. um, I mean, I hope that answers your question, Joel. Just send it in if you want to send it again. If you want to send another question, please do so. But another Lindsay has commented in uh, with a with a question. Uh, this time it's Lindsay Kemlo who's came in with it. Um, take over or not? So this is a bit of a late one. But uh, would you would you guys keep Bruce or get rid? It's a difficult one because I think on the basis of the season that he's had, FA Cup quarterfinal and finishing fairly above the drop zone, on paper you would probably say that's that's well above expectations as we're expecting a drop. And I think that's earned him another six months in the job, whether a takeover happened or not. But if you look into it with a couple of things, his system, his squad management, with the formations this season, you kind of tell me for a second that he meant the one that stuck. For me, I think he's just chucked loads of shit at a wall and say what stuck. And he fell on the, the wing-back system that Rafa did um, because he noticed his stuff wasn't working on working early on because he tried this 5-3-2 formation were too far back. So he went to the Rafa tactics and it got him a little bit of success. And then when that started to get a bit stale, early January, he changed it to well, a 4-2-3-1. We hit the ground running, then the... Um, then the then the coronavirus happened and then we came back, we got a couple of results with a 4 2 3 one, and then it got a bit stale again. So it's like, it's hard to say because we've been very inconsistent this season, but consistent enough to stay up. So I'd say Bruce has earned himself at least another six months at the job, but um, the the jury is still very much out on Steve Bruce, um, whether a takeover was to happen or not. But... One thing I will say is he's been very honest with Newcastle fans throughout the whole season. Um, I do feel sorry for him being stuck in the middle of this takeover stuff. And I and I do support Steve Bruce, even though at times I do want to pull my hair out and strangle him to death with some of his decisions. But I, I am I am fairly in support of him. You, I think he's very, very honest with him. You're sympathetic, aren't you? You're sympathetic yeah. towards him. And, and the shit he's had to deal, to deal with. You know, when you're doing press conferences and, and you're managing director, is that chicken shit that he won't come up 
and, and join you and won't back you and he's like an absolute recluse. You know, there's all the evidence supporters that the types of them will be saying, you've had a fantastic season. You always think you're beyond your station and stuff like that. Um, but to me, Premier League survival after Premier League survival after Premier League survival isn't really what I'm after. I know that this club is capable of so much more. But I think given the situation we find ourselves in today, he's definitely earned through to the, till the end of the year. So if we get taken over in the first couple of weeks of the season or whatever, Kyle, and he's he's earned his, his chance, there's no point rocking the boat straight away. But do I think that he's the best manager? No. I mean, if you had uh, Rafa Benitez and Steve... Um, yeah, if you had like Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce stood side by side, you know, yeah, there were similar league positions, but you'd be an absolute mentalist if you thought that um, Steve Bruce had done a comparable job to what Rafa Benitez, uh, uh, you know, had, had done and you know achieved in the game and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've no doubt it wasn't my choice, wasn't your choice, wasn't anybody's choice really. But he is a jolly. He doesn't care. He does care. You can tell that. But tactically, yeah. like you said, and, and some of his man management, like at Christmas time, and as we've done the project restart, when you've you've played players who are tired and carrying injuries, and then we get injuries, and our squad isn't the best, and we plummeted as a result of it. The performance levels of of, of uh, plummeted. That's down to Steve Bruce. He has made plenty of mistakes, but you take your hat off to him because. Dealing with the cock wumbles that he's got to deal with on a, on a daily basis up at the training ground in uh, the likes of Charnley and having to speak with a civil tongue to Mike Ashley, you've got to take your hat off to him, Kyle. You know, so I think we've yeah, got to be sure. respectful and grateful for what he's done. But I think everybody is aware of the fact that if we get taken over to move to the next step or whatever you want to call it, that's beyond Steve Bruce. He, he's a top end. Championship, maybe low end Premier League uh, manager, and that is with the greatest of all possible respect. Given the fact that when Rafa left, I was expecting Armageddon. Yeah, for sure, he's he steadied the ship, and that's what he came in to do. I've got nothing but nothing but praise for him in that regard. But there are some questions about that as well. Um, he does seem a canny bloke, so if he's um. After after his uh, reign at Newcastle, if you fancy he's coming on the podcast, I'm sure I would have a good laugh with him, especially with how's the bacon did you say and all that. He's had some he's had some funny moments this season, that's for sure. Has ah yes, I yes. But um, I just for your question, mate, and we'll uh, we'll move on to, to the next one. Well, just for your question, Lindsay, um, for and that's the last of the Lindsay's sending questions in. But if the Lindsay's want to keep going with it, uh, with a. with the with the questions, please do send them in for the next one. But uh, the next one's more of a retro one. Um, from Andy Holtby, what is your favourite Alan Shearer goal? Now, this I thought this was a lovely question um, because he's obviously 206 goals for Newcastle, or 207 if you count the testimonial penalty that wasn't <coughs> fixed um, at all. But um, if you go if you go through his list of goals, two come to mind for me. Um, my favourite of the two is Paul's is different. I know which one one's Paul is. Uh, but mine is the is the volley against Aston Villa. Uh, Rob Lee puts an amazing ball in Oman just on the bounce against Peter Schmeichel against Aston Villa. Just launches it into the top left hand corner. Just it just the way he hits it on the bounce, it's just beautiful. 
um, and he just stands there like he's in the centre of the universe um, as, we, as we celebrate. But um, yeah, that's my favourite Shearer goal of all time. Puts I know his hand that, up uh, straight away, doesn't he? He knows yeah, from the second it lifts his boot. But that, but I know you're going to say the Everton one, Paul. But um, for me, that Villa one's just, uh, I just think it's better technically. I know because he, he puts his laces through it with the with the the goal against Everton, and it's hit with power. But in terms of a technical strike, I just think it just glides into the top corner against what was the best keeper going as well in Peter Schmeichel. But um, I, Paul, I'll let you describe yours as I've kind of already spoiled oh. it for the video to the listeners. But um, go on. It's. It's, I'll tell you now, it's X-rated, the goal against Everton. Pings, the ball gets pinged up, surely, with, well, a, a bit of a flat round and stuff, but he gets ahead to it, and literally, Thundercund, smash, and you're like, you know, if it's Joe Linton, it goes out for a throw-in. But, you know, it's Shearer, <laughs> and it's absolutely like an Exocet missile taken off from his boot, and you know, and I mean, I remember in that game as well, we've been frustrated with regards to goals and stuff in that game. Couple of decent saves, frustration growing. You're like evident, a little bit of an annoyance side at times, a little bit of a, a pain in your side. But Shearer is like, I'm not having any of it. Here you go, bang. And it's pure and utter filth from the second that header goes, he just goes, he's going to absolutely smash the back doors are yeah. And he does smash the back doors and it flies in the net and it's one of the best goals that I have ever, ever, ever seen. And the sound around St. James's Park afterwards. No but nobody else. Nobody does it like that, man. Nobody. Shola has a thing for setting up great goals, hasn't he? I mean he set up Shearers with a little knock on and then he set up Ceases as well just by chesting it down to him. Shola has his uh Shola has his uh, way with history with Newcastle goals, but uh, unfortunately, it's not him scoring them. I mean, he scored one or two against Sunderland, but um, yeah, barring that, you know. Uh, you mean, in that, <laughs> that amateur club in the third division? Is that, is that, that, is that the club in League One that um, Jolinton's worth more than? Oh, yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. Right, that's Sunderland. Oh, right, okay. just, to remind, just to remind people who they are again. But um, yeah, this, this next question is from... Um, well, it's from Twitter actually, NUFC eighteen ninety two, and I think we touched on this before, but uh, he's just plain simply said, "Are oh, you on YouTube?" Uh, no, we're not, and I don't think we'll be for a very long time. And um, basically, me and Paul will talk shit for England as we're we're not even finished with the questions yet, and we're coming up with one now on the podcast, so that probably <laughs> my point. But um, now nah, uh, we're not on YouTube for the foreseeable. I think the only reason we would go on YouTube is to have another avenue for a podcast but i think at this current moment in time we're happy with spotify uh we're happy with the the stuff that we use and stuff and how easy it is to use it's just adding a couple of things like intros and outros and you know just things to make it like sound like a podcast and things you know but um once we're what are them in and stuff you know i think we're home is very much on spotify but um yeah credit all it's those on done. youtube yep the spoiler credit all those on youtube yeah Credit to them because there's there's loads of different t- 
types of stuff you'll go for. Uh, obviously, the fan channels, the vloggers. Uh, there's there's loads to choose from, and I think we are more best suited on on Spotify. So, um, no is the answer to that one. But the, I will just add a little caveat. A little caveat in there that the van uh, videos, which were one of the things I was asked about when we moved over, uh, you obviously you know under Magpie twenty four seven, would I still be doing them? Yes, I, I still will be doing them, but their whole will be on the Facebook page at least until we get up to the stage where we maybe got a, a, a like a group um, associated with you know with the page. Um, and I'm not saying not a paid group or nothing like that, just a, a group where they could potentially all go in. But for the time being, I put a couple up on there because I have been asked. Um, I even got asked by my own mother, "Are you still doing them van videos?" Um, you know, um, so yeah, I have had a few questions about them. So yes, they will still be going ahead as normal. So if there's something that I need to rant about instantly or need to vent about, they'll still be on our Facebook page for yeah, uh, for my. And I'll make sure that I'll, I'll make sure that I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to post a couple of videos on there because I know. Like I, I, I used to give me me match reaction on uh, quick thoughts as it used to be known as, but um. Um, I'll be interested in doing that again after games, so that'll be that'll be on my Facebook as well. So um, a few little caveats here and there on Facebook video wise, but we're not going to be on YouTube. But no. um, we're entering the last three questions now, Paul, and then uh, we'll we'll look to wrap it up. But uh, this one's from Anthony Darling. Uh, realistically, who do you think will sign despite us having a small budget? I think we got asked this question earlier on. But um, I think it's just going to be a, a case of looking in the bargain bucket and looking to see what we can find. Maybe a couple of loan moves here and there. But um, it's go- it's going to be difficult for regardless because of what's going on with the takeover. Mm. But I would like to see me. I'd love to see a, a, a um, is it Ryan Fraser coming? I forgot his name. Remembered yeah. it again. I got caught between Wilson and Fraser. But um, I'd love to see Ryan Fraser come in. And uh, maybe if even if one of the strikers goes the other way, uh, Colin Wilson as well. But hopefully, um, they they are realistic for Newcastle because Christ, if they're not, we're in trouble. Yeah, and I mean the world that we're in at the moment as well, Carl. With like money being tight, we don't know when fans are going to be next back in stadiums. Budgets are going to be adjusted and stuff. Uh, we're not going to have a massive pool of money to be able to go and sign, um, you know, the sort of caliber of players that a Newcastle United should be able. To sign, um, but one thing I will say is that historically, look at some of the deals the club has done. I know they've got some wrong for every uh, Matt and Dubravka they've signed a, a, a Matt Sells, but uh, you know, we do make some good some good signings. As I said Dubravka for a couple of million pounds, genius. You've got to give credit where credit's due. It's not all about critiquing and criticizing the club for all they do wrong, they have had some good deals in like that. Uh, Isaac Hayden, another one, yeah. literally peanuts. Um, so there is deals to be done uh, out there. Uh, even like Sir Fabian Share, all bargains. Uh, Jamal Lascelles, you can argue uh, his his transfer fee has been more than well worth it. So uh, yeah, credit to the club for getting a few decent under the radar type signings in. But I think we're going to be relying on loans and stuff as get again. Maybe from the top four to six teams, who can we bring in? Who can we loan in? A few free transfers and maybe keep now a powder dry for uh, topping up a, a Callum Wilson type deal. Because that to me yeah. is a, yeah, 
it, it, oh, goodness me, even Charlie couldn't mess that one up, could he? Even he, even I, he I, I don't know, mate. It's, it's Lee Charlie. And there's, it is, there's even he's over the years. Plenty transfers over the years he's cocked up. I mean, you, you you look at the players that were failed to buy in 2012, 2013, um, when we linked with Hulk, who went on to go and play in China. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's one of the best goal scorers in the, in the league. Uh, I could go on for ages of the players we failed to buy, uh, even the likes of Toby Alderweireld and people like that. When, uh, Luka Modric. When, yeah, Luka Modric. <laughs> I mean, this club has failed us massively with some, some of the players we've missed out on. But uh, Charles Anthony, for your question, let us know on Facebook on who you'd look to bring in uh, f- for the coming season. But uh, in the last two now, when I thought... This one's from your mate, Paul. Uh, your mate came in with a with a good little question about uh, women's content on the channel with um, with the with Newcastle United women's, and uh, basically just asking if there's going to be more women's content on the channel. And that's one thing you have championed in the past, Paul. Is the, yeah. the women's football team? You like you 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 speak to Becky Langley and uh, Brooke Cochran of, uh, on on regular basis it's now. Crazy, you, crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It you know, uh, that's one of the things that, that, that you really sort of take from from previously. Some of these uh, relationships and contacts that we've built up, when you've got Becky Langley messaging you about, oh, we're just about to announce a signing, uh, you know, you can come over to train and this sort of thing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great community. I will just say that if a team plays in a black and white shirt with our badge on, we will cover it. So if that's the under-18s, the 23s, the women's team, the foundation team, uh, we have uh, you know wheelchair, we have all sorts of different teams representing our club, and that is the key thing. It's representing. It's not about, we'll, on, we'll only look at the, the men's, we'll look at the most popular or the most searched for or the most this, that, and the other. If they are wearing that badge, they're representing our club. Yeah, and so, they deserve that um, respect. Yeah. So. So uh, they, they definitely deserve the, the respect. I think if a lot of people give the women's uh, team a try up at Druid Park when it reopens, I think you would be uh, very, very shocked about the, the quality, the levels, the technique, the passion, the tactics, uh, and that sort of interaction that you can have, um, which is something that is missing from the men's game. So, yes, we will be continuing. There's a, a season preview that I've been putting bits together. Uh, yeah. on so that'll be going out it's going to be a good season I think for the women I think they're going to be looking towards the top of the league fighting out uh, towards the upper echelons of the league we've signed some good good players quick players especially the new striker we've just signed quick knows where the goal is we score spectacular goals this team can score three four five goals if it wants to there's no sitting back there's no three at the back there's no wing backs there's no trying to hold out till the 94th minute for a goal so, yes, we'll be champion in everything. And looking at the the 23s, the play, the next players who are coming up, uh, you name it, we'll have it here on Magpie 24-7. So we are very, very inclusive and we champion everyone and everything wearing our badge. And that's a clear message that I feel quite passionate about getting over. Yeah, uh, for sure. But we'll be up there. We'll be up there for, for, for definitely. Yeah, yeah, We've been yeah, up there before. We'll be back yeah. again. Uh, well, maybe the only even on the, the clash in between the two teams playing. 
yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, where the, I mean, we're we're looking at maybe doing podcasts while the women's matches are on and things like that. I mean, it would yeah. have to be not windy at all for what to do it because I think if we were to try and record when it's windy, there'd obviously be some sound issues. So we're looking into that maybe um, to 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 do podcasts while the matches on things like that and try and bring it bring extra ears and eyes to it uh, as best we can. But uh, yeah, I completely agree with that, Paul. Uh, if you wear if you wear a black and white shirt, Newcastle United. Um, you deserve that respect, and you deserve that. But you deserve that uh, spotlight. But yeah, we're going to keep championing uh, everything and UFC on Magpie twenty four seven. And last but not least, mate, and I've left my one of my favorite questions to last because um, obviously with the takeover and stuff, it's 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 hurt uh, it's hurt a great number of fans. Us too, definitely included. Yeah. Um, it well felt very betrayed, not just by the. Uh, the football club over the past 13 years, but now the pre- now even my own league, it feels like it's betrayed was well in in light of this takeover, and it's from John Johnson or John Johnson uh, from from Norway, um, and he's he's uh, messaged in saying how can I motivate myself to care about NUFC and football again? Um, it's a very difficult one because to be honest, we felt this as well, like the love for NUFC, it's like. It's still very much there because if we didn't love Newcastle United, you know, we probably wouldn't, me and Paul wouldn't know each other and um, we wouldn't be sitting doing this podcast now. Um, you know, the, there's the, we, we, the love is still very much there for football and for Newcastle United Football Club. But I get what you mean. It's taken like a, it's taken like a little bit away. It's like a little bit of me died inside when I'd seen the takeover I'd fell through because we've been looking at this for such a long time. It's been such a depressing time for the club the past 13 years under Mike Ashley. Yeah, exactly. Mate. If the last 13 years, it's been good moments few and far between. Um, very little hope, very little to be excited about, borrowing a couple, maybe a manager here or, or a good player there coming in. But other than that, we've had very little to be excited about. And I just think it's starting to... To wane on the fans a little bit, and it's starting to it's it's starting to really hurt the club, hurt the fan base to see the way it is, and especially when we came so close and the Premier League ripping it away. You know, we're, we're, that's why I think everybody's uniting now to fight for it because we're we're so close to getting like a new beginning, which we so need, man. It's just so overdue. But to answer this question, mate, I'm going to use what Kevin Keegan said, and it's been on war flag displays and everything like that. Never give up on your club. Keep supporting it. He's one man. We'll get rid of him one day. We are we are people. We are a city. You know, we're an entire fan base of fans that love Newcastle United, and we will get it back one day. And the love and the excitement will all come rushing back, mate. So just stick with them. Stick with us as well. We'll uh, try and like, we'll try and yeah, see how it is. Try, try and keep your spirits up and things like that. We'll try our best, but. Um, yeah, mate, just stick by them, stick with them, because that's that's what you do. It's like a mar- it's like a bad marriage, isn't it? You just stick with them anyway. But you know, go stick by them because honestly, it'll feel all the more satisfying when that deal finally goes through and it comes up on the yellow bar on Sky Sports, and you see Pete Graves uh, tucking into his peck and drinking uh, about fifty cans live on Sky Sports, and uh, it'll all be worth it, mate. Especially Pete Graves, run ass. On Sky Sports News, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there knocking Dan- out the brown ales, <laughs> dancing on the Dan- table. 
dancing on the tables and that brilliant. Oh, but, um, it doesn't. Yeah, it'll, it, it'll be all the more satisfying, man. It will. It's. It's. It was like a kick in the bollocks. Let's be honest. Uh, it was. It takes your breath away. It's. It's so so difficult at times, and after bad defeat, after bad defeat, after being uh, humiliated time and time and time again. You're like, why, why? But he's like a bug; it gets beneath your skin, uh, and and you know, you cut anybody up here, open, and people bleed black and white. And that's what the Premier League needs to understand. You know, yeah. it's not like some other clubs where it's just, you know, it's it's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's everything up here. We've got the football club, and that's about it. Um, it's it's like the Wild West. We're like a like a, like an outlaw village. You know what I mean? Um, and always, you know, after a bad defeat, after a bad defeat, the following day, you 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 go again and you go again and you go again. It is difficult, but we will try and uh, entertain, inform, enlighten, um, give you our opinions, tell you what we've been told, tell you what we've found out. Um, you know, Macam jokes. We always take the piss out of the Macams because they'll always be beneath us. You know what I mean? They're the gift that keeps on giving. So there's always a little bit of something that just gets you in. Or, you know, your mate will send you a, uh, how's the bacon after a game? Or there'll be a little bit of something and you just laugh and you think, you know what? Yeah, there's lots of things wrong with this club. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's our club. It's Newcastle United. Um, it's what you support. It's what your parents have supported, your grandparents, your entire family, uh, and you just sit down and you go back again for the love of, of of the team. And we do it. And like I say, I've been pulling my hair out since what was nineteen ninety two when I first really started supporting them as like you know eleven twelve year old. Um, it's many many years. And I've said before, I've joked on before. I've seen us lifting into Total Cup in the Championship. And the Intertoto Cup's probably the highlight. But, you know, you've got friends who are supporting all sorts of different teams and stuff. But you just smile. You just smile. You say, How's the bacon? How's the bacon? And they're like, what? Yes, sir. Aye, the life mean, of being a new it, it's, it, 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 it's, it's little moments, mate. But honestly, when, when, the, when the good moments do come around, it's absolutely 100% worth it. But uh, stick with what uh, John mate, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll 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 try and keep your spirits up best we can. But uh, that's that's all the questions that we've got. Um, we'll we'll be doing more of these, so you've you've got plenty of time to get your questions in and stuff. But uh, coming up this week on the channel, we're doing a player rate like a player rating slash keep ourselves video going for every player in the Newcastle squad, and then we give or take on the player throughout the season and whether they have a future or not on time side in our opinion. We'll probably sum up Steve Bruce a bit more in depth as well. Yeah. So that one that that one will be a bit more in in depth and probably looking at around a two hour podcast for that one. Um we're also doing a season review as well. Um that's that's coming this week. Uh, next week we're not quite sure what we're going to be talking about just yet. We'll probably be more take over stuff and, and whatnot. But um, it's as always, it's been it's been a fantastic it's been a fantastic thrill ride um, recording with you, Paul. As always, but uh, it's been it's been a fantastic couple of weeks. The support for Magpie Twenty Four Seven has been yeah has been phenomenal. Getting to know things like Twitter, Instagram. It's all it's all been new to on that side because obviously we ran the Facebook side on on NFTV, but. Um, it's all been a blast so far, and we're really enjoying it. Um, 
just enjoying that interaction from everybody and and uh, thanks for sticking with us so far. Uh, but it's only the tip of the iceberg because we're coming. Believe us, we're in in every shape, way, and form. We're we're we're, we're on our way, and with your help, we can keep striving and keep and keep going for and keep going for the uh, for the big numbers and stuff. But uh, it's all about interaction and just being fans to us, mate. You yeah, know. all about the community, Carl. At the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that wraps up everything. I hope you have enjoyed the questions, like I said before, if you want to send more in. But um, I've been Kyle, and Paul has been with us. Uh, as as usual, Magpie 24-7, always a blast. But uh, catch one, the next one, on all on, on all uh, podcast um, websites like Spotify, iTunes. Um, there's a couple I haven't even heard of, but I'll put them I'll, They'll all be in the description. And last thing as well I want to end on. If you don't, if you haven't already, please sign the petition. Seventy-five thousand strong, as I speak now. Uh, we've got to keep it going and get to that last, last uh, big monumental target, which is one hundred thousand. So uh, I will uh, that'll, all be, that'll all be in the description. Please sign it if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the podcast, everyone, and we'll catch you later in the week. See you all later. Keep it tuned.